Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Psalm 35, verse 27. I'll read the Amplified Classic. Let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness shout for joy. And be glad. And say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And I actually had that text for this morning. And so this joy really is part of prosperity. I mean, this is the prosperity of your soul. I mean, a a soul that's filled with joy. That's a prosperous soul, a happy. A merry heart does a man good. Laughter is good medicine. A broken heart dries up the bones. So this is, this is a part of prosperity. And, I, I'm, and one of the things I wanted to make clear when I was sharing on prosperity was the three dimensions of prosperity. Because you are spirit, soul, and body. When you're saved, born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, you received eternal life, you received div- divine nature, you baptized in the Holy Ghost, filled with the Spirit of God, the power of God is in your life, that's spiritual prosperity. That's wealth. You have this treasure in an earthen vessel. The wealth, the riches of His glorious presence. Hallelujah. Then your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. As you renew your mind to the Word of God, you begin to think like God thinks. As you bring your will under the subjection of the will of God, that you, wor- you walk in obedience. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Come on, say this after me. If I'm willing and obedient, I'll eat the good of the land. So you can see there's a willingness and obedience. And so your soul, your mind, your, your decisions will fight sometimes against the things that God wants in your life, but you have to bring them under the subjection to the will of God. You know, it's submitting your will. And that's something only you can do. Nobody else can do that for you. Now, we can do that for little children. If they're not submitted, you spank them, you discipline them. But when an adult, I mean, you can't do that. So we have to bring our will or the Holy Ghost will spank you. And you don't want the Holy Ghost spanking you. Who's ever been spanked by the Holy Ghost here? Okay. What was that? <laughs> Spanked by the Holy Ghost? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Holy Ghost will put you over his knee and spank you. But because he loves you. God disciplines those whom he loves because he wants the best for you. He doesn't want you to do something against his word and something that's dumb that's going to get you in more trouble and cause suffering. So he wants to bring you into a, a place where, because he, he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So your soul's prospering, being, your body prospering, being in health, and then of course financially being prosperous. You know, that's all a part of it. So God takes pleasure, say this after me, God takes pleasure in prospering me because I serve him. It's God's plan. It's his will. 
Amen. I mean, think about this. I mean, you being evil fathers, you know how to good give, good, give good gifts to your children. That's what Jesus said. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to you? He is the Father of lights in whom there is no darkness, shadow of turning. He gives good gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. He is a gift giver. The Father is generous. The Father is so generous. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his, gave his best. And the Bible also says in Romans, if he did not spare his own son but gave us his son, will he not through him freely give us all things? I mean, he's already given his best. How much, you know, what more is provision? If he's already given us the best, the greatest prosperity, spiritual, new birth, new life, how much more will he not freely give us all things, the natural things, which, is, which are temporal things. If he's already given us the eternal things, eternal life, how much more will he not give us or freely give us all these other temporal things? So that's important. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the Bible calls Satan the God of this world. Now, the world there means the world system. Okay, because sometimes people get that confused. Well, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. But then God tells us not to love the world, but he loved the world. No, world meaning people. He loved people that needed salvation. Jesus, the son of God, came to seek and save the lost. He came for people. Amen. He didn't come for houses, cars, trees. He came for people. The only, the only things on this side, on this earth, they're going to make it on, over to the other side into the kingdom of God are people. And you must be born again into, in order to enter into the kingdom of God. That's it. Simple. So what is, what is it? What is the world that Satan is the God of? It's the world system. It's a system. It's a, it's a structure. It's a way of being. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of acting. It's a way of speaking. It's a way of doing things. You know? Righteousness is God's way of doing things, right? Seek ye first his righteousness, his way of doing things. Unrighteousness is Satan's way of doing things. That's how the world does things. It's called the world system. It's all around us in the government, the education, the entertainment, in politics, in finance, in industry, in the marketplace. It's, it's everywhere. It's all around us. We are in it. And Jesus said, you're going to be in it and occupy till I come. That means take territory in it don't be of it don't act like them don't be like them be different be transformed by the renewing of your mind don't be conformed to this world right but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so be different be different so we are going to be different that means you're going to stick out when you are righteous you are going to stick out like a sore thumb and you're going to offend people you're going to make people really upset you're going to really you know trigger <laughs> You're going to really trigger some people. Amen. If you're not triggering some people, you're not being righteous enough. Hallelujah. And then, of course, he said that the wealth of the wicked, which is the world, is laid out for the righteous. That means there's going to be a wealth transfer into the hands of the righteous when God, because he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Amen. So Satan is the God of this world. And there's a way that the world operates. There's a way the world operates in the area of money and finances. They're all for the take. They're all out for the take. It's all about taking. It's all about more, more, more. It's all about heaping. And that's actually what the Bible says, that the sinners will heap 
for the righteous. They'll gather things up so that he'll eventually find his hand, way into the hands of the righteous. So as they're heaping it up, just tell them, keep heaping it up. You're heaping it up for me. All right. It's eventually going to find its way. But here's the thing. The righteous need to be righteous. And so it's a part of God's prosperity coming into your life is you being righteous. Why? Because that means you're established on the right foundation. You can handle it when he brings it to you. Because it won't ruin you. See, if there's any unrighteousness in your heart, if there's any deceit in your thinking, then when the money comes in, it's going to be corrupted. Because money is going to be, it's, it's, like a, it's like a magnifier. It just magnifies what's on the inside of people. It brings out what's there. So money in the hands of the righteous man is going to bring out good fruit. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart is going to bring forth good fruit, right? But an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart is going to bring forth evil fruit. So money is just going to bring out whatever is in there. So what happens to the righteous with money is we become a blessing. He blesses you to be a blessing. So you become a blessing, a blesser. You become a giver, not a taker. The world's about taking, keeping up. Kingdom is all about giving. God so loved the world that he gave. And it's through giving that he won us as a harvest because the power of seed and harvest. All right? Hallelujah. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 10, 26. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God owns the whole earth and all of creation belongs to him. He created it and Satan, the thief, stole it. Well, somebody said, well, how can Satan steal from God? He didn't steal from God. He stole from man. God gave it to Adam to steward and Adam failed to be a good steward of it. And Satan stole it from Adam because the earth was given because he said, I give you dominion over the earth. I bless you, right? I give you dominion over the earth. Subdue it. Be fruitful and multiply. That was the first commandment, the, the blessing, the covenant of blessing, the everlasting covenant of blessing. The original covenant was a covenant of blessing, which the response had to be obedience. Obedience would bring the, the blessing and keep you in the blessing. This obedience would take you out of the blessing, bring you into the curse. That was, that's it. Blessing and cursing, I said before you, life and death, choose. That was it. And so man made a choice, Adam made a choice. And then, of course, Satan ended up coming and stealing what was given to mankind. So mankind is under a curse. Mankind is under the power of the devil. That's what Ephesians 2 tells us. The prince of the power of the air rules over the sons of disobedience. That's mankind. The good news is we're not mankind. When you're born again, you become God kind. Because you receive the God kind of life, the Zoe life of God. You receive the divine nature. So we become God kind. So God kind is not a part of the world and is not under the dominion of the world system, is not under the curse. God kind is connected to heaven. God kind has been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. God kind has been raised up with Christ, made to sit together with him in heavenly places. God kind has dominion restored back to them. 
God kind has received the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace and rules and reigns in this life. That's what it tell, tells us, Romans 5, 17. So say, I said this after me, I'm born again. I'm God kind. I'm blessed. I have dominion. So that means you have dominion over money. That means you can speak to money. Just like you can speak to a mountain, you can speak to money. I command money to come to me in the name of Jesus. But you have to have authority. What gives you authority? Obedience. When you're obedient concerning stewardship in money, now you have dominion. You can speak to money. Why? Because you have taken. Listen, how you can speak to money is because you've already taken dominion over money by giving it. Money doesn't hold you. You hold money and you, do, you give it when the, God says, now you've exercised dominion over money. Money is not exercising dominion over you. See, when people get into fear and they stop giving, now money is exercising dominion over them. They're under the dominion of money. Money is dictating to them. Money is speaking to them. Money is saying, hold on to me now. Hold on to me now. I'm your security. You need me. No money. God's my security. I trust in him. He is my source. He's my supply. And then I use you for righteous purposes. You are a tool in my hand. So when you, now you can speak to money. Because you are dictating to money. You've taken authority over money. But when money takes authority over you, you're under his power. You'll make all decisions based on money. And you'll make decisions for money. But when you have taken dominion over money and you are serving God, you don't make decisions based on money. You make decisions based on what God says. If God says, go and do there, go and do this, you don't have to have money. You just go and you do it and then the money comes to you. You're not about money. You're about mission. You're not money oriented. You're mission oriented. Come on, say this after me. I'm not money oriented. I'm mission oriented. I am on a mission. A heavenly mission. Is this helping anybody here today? Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And the same way the Father has sent me, I send you. He says, in my name go into all the world. Don't be of the world, but go into it and change it. The problem is when we adopt the customs and the mindsets of the world, we can't change it. If you're, if you're exactly like the world, if the church is worldly, the church will not have any impact in the world. And when you look in church history, the greatest times the church had impact in the world when, when, it, when it was less like the world. The further the church was away from the world, the more it, impact it had in the world. And the more the church was like the world, the less impact. And actually, the world now has impact on the church. The church becomes worldly. The church acts like the world. The church thinks like the world. The church does what the world does. The church plays secular music on the platform so it tickles the ears of sinners. The church will put the Holy Ghost in a back room so it won't offend the seekers. The church will keep things short and make it like a mall or a Starbucks coffee shop or a movie theater so that all oh, people in the world can come and go, oh, well, I'm used to this. I'm okay here. Yeah. That's a problem. 
when you make the church like the world to entice the world. When the world comes in, and instead of you changing the world, the, church, the world changes you. The world has changed the church. This ain't some shopping center where you can go around and pick what you like. God says all or nothing. I don't pick and choose. I'll take this, but I don't like that. And then give lip service to the Holy, Holy Spirit. Uh, we believe in the Holy Spirit, but there's really no evidence of it. In reality, it's not the truth. It, there's no room for the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is offensive. Because the Holy Spirit is different. He's not like the world. Okay, this ain't World Wrestling Federation. It's not, this is not WWE. This, is, this ain't fake it till you make it. This, it has to be real. It has to be real. The power of God has to be there. The word has to be preached with power so that it penetrates the hearts of God's people. And whoever else, if they're not God's people, then they'll be convicted and they'll become God's people. But eventually, there has to be a transformation. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't come to church and be greeted by Superman, Marvel, Wonder Woman, and, and, and whatever else, and Iron Man, and Chewbacca. <laughs> because we're having, you know, Disney Sunday. And the pastor's Darth Vader. No, I'm, I have to speak to you because this is the reality we're dealing with here in America. I mean, if I was in Africa, I, I wouldn't be talking about it. They'd just look at me like, what? Because when, when I'm in Turkey, I talk about popcorn, cotton candy movies at church. They'd just look at me like, what? They, you know, they don't even comprehend that. These people have come out of Islam and they had to, most of them have been, you know, <laughs> they, they face death threats. They, they, they're fired from their jobs when they become Christians. Their family completely... Uh, you know, disowns them. I mean, we had one guy, he came to church one day in, in, with two duffel bags. I said, what happened? He goes, I showed up at home, the locks were changed and two duffel bags were outside and there was a note from my mom saying, you're not my son anymore and here's your clothes. So he goes, he comes and goes, you're my family. I said, well, well, we love you, come on in. And we figured out a way to help the guy. I mean, that's what you deal with in other countries. Here, people play games. Because it doesn't cost them anything to really serve Jesus. But it has to cost you. There's a price to pay. And when you do that, there's a price to pay for righteousness. And the Lord will honor you. He'll take pleasure in prospering you when you do things the right way. Now, when we as children of God's people prosper, or children of God, God's people prosper, we take money out of the world, Satan's kingdom, and transfer it into the kingdom of God. Now watch this. Bible tells us that when you're saved, you're taken out of the kingdom of darkness, translated, transferred over into the kingdom of his dear son. So if you personally have been transferred from one kingdom to another, so what you do is now you keep transferring money. You take money out of the world system as you prosper, you put it into the kingdom of God. Because Disney ain't going to do it. And everybody gets all upset about Disney and this and that. How demonic they are. 
this and then look at Hollywood, how demonic they are. Well, they got the money. And they have the influence. That's the truth. That's the reality of it. But when we get anointed, filled with the Holy Ghost, get on a divine mission, and then we start to make a difference, then now we can take money out of the world and put it into the kingdom of God. And, and, and the, the, the more prosperity there is in the church, the, the more influence there is. Whether you like it or not, money is influence. Bible says money speaks. Money talks. In the world system, money talks. Faith doesn't talk. Go try to pay your rent with faith. They want money. Here's faith. Turn that faith into money. Then we'll listen. Come on now. Faith is the currency of heaven, but it doesn't work, in, work here on earth. Earth is a natural realm. Money is what works. Resources and material things is what works. God created everything out of, faith, out of, you know, out of the substance of faith in the, from the unseen realm, the seen realm. But now we are here in the seen realm. You know, I mean, I'm sure you would like to say, you know, Car B, but usually you have to go to the dealership and buy one. Go stand there, you know, in your empty garage, car B. How's that working out for you? How many cars have manifested? Pastor, I had 12 cars manifested. You better come pastor this church because you got more faith than I do. No, we don't need to be super spiritual. There's a natural side of it. Bible is also practical. If you don't work, you don't eat. You have to put your hands to something for it to prosper. And he'll bless the work of your hands. And so he'll anoint your hands. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you opportunities. Now you have to go manifest by faith and anointing something that's in your heart that's not seen into the seen realm. So we are to manifest the unseen into the seen. We are agents of God on earth to take things from the realm of the spirit to bring them into the realm of the physical. When God drops a strategy in your spirit, it's there, it's burning. You got a vision, a heavenly vision that's burning on the inside of you, right? Nobody sees it. You can tell people about it. They go, oh, okay, wonderful. They don't get it. They don't see what you see, but it's there. It's burning. It's got a heartbeat. It's kicking. It speaks. And you're rising up and you're lying down. It's there. It's burning. You know it. And you try to tell people they don't get it because they don't have the revelation you have. And sometimes... They'll get the revelation. Once they get the revelation, they'll hook up with you. But other than that, you just pregnant with something from heaven. Now you got to manifest it. You got to bring that thing into the natural realm where it's, it becomes visible. I mean, 
That's how, this, that's how the things of God work, spiritual things. No different than prophecy. You hear what the Holy Ghost is saying and you speak it out. And somebody else hears it. But you become the agent to transfer it from the unheard realm into the heard realm. Songs that come from heaven. There's songs that come from... You know there's a... You know songs that come from heaven and there's songs that come from some songwriting workshop. There's no anointing on it. It's like soulish. But then there's a song that comes from heaven. You know what that means? Somebody went into heaven, into the spiritual realm, heard it. Because the song was actually written in heaven. So give the royalties to God. He didn't write it. That's why I don't believe any psalmist should take any royalties. Because if it ain't, it's not yours. Then I would have to charge people for every single one of my prophecies. Okay, for $100, i give you a sentence. $1,000 now, I'll give you a paragraph. $10,000, I'll fly in personally into your house and have dinner with you and, and talk to you for three hours. I mean, no, you can't charge for the things of the Spirit. They're freely given and they are to be freely shared. So anyways, I just had to say that. But obviously, if you wrote the song, you can take your royalties. It's yours. But if the Holy Ghost wrote it, you need to give it to the church. Because it came from the royalty. His majesty on high. If the Holy Ghost breeds. Aren't you glad David's not charging us for psalms? How many people have plagiarized David, if you think about it? I'm sure he's not sitting up in heaven. Where are my royalties? Oh, now they're singing it to a rock tune. Oh, my Lord. Okay. New generation. No, because it's the things of the Spirit. They're, they come by inspiration. God breathes into his people. Ideas come. God breathes into his people. Strategies come. Divine Direction comes, God breathes into his people, and you carry this thing, and now you need to manifest it. And manifesting that thing is going to require a process, commitment, many things that you're going to have to go through. But eventually it'll come, and God's kingdom will be established. God's prosperity and blessing will be manifested. Hallelujah. So when we are flowing with the Holy Ghost, and he will, we can flow just like you can flow in a song, you can flow in a prophecy, you can flow in gifts, you can flow in this, you can flow in that. There's a flow in money. You need to flow with the Holy Ghost with money. First thing you need to do is do what the Word tells you. Start by tithing. And then other things will come because he'll speak to you. Okay, go do this for that one. Go over here and do this. Take this and move it over here. Sow this into that. Help this one. Help that one. See, there's a flow. And when you begin to flow, it's something amazing begins to happen when you begin to flow with money. And there's just a whole level of prosperity beyond your own ability and income you step over into because now you're not even operating by income you're operating by the spirit and money he gives seed to the sower he you just become an agent just like you can deliver a prophecy you can deliver money get up take ten thousand dollars go and bless this ministry 
get up, take $20,000, go to this country, build that. Now you're flowing in money. I don't have $20,000. You don't have to have $20,000. God told you to do it. You're going to go do it. Uh, I'm trying to get you guys out of that limited little paycheck mentality to step over into the real level of prosperity because you're operating on a paycheck mentality. Holy Ghost is an entrepreneur. So there is a flow. Man, I'm, I'm really feeling it right now. I tell you, I wasn't even planning on saying any of this. I, I'm just telling there is a flow. And I don't know if I've ever said it like this before. You know me. I mean, have I ever said it? There's a flow with money. Because we talk about flow of the anointing. There's a flow with money also. And that's why it's important to understand both. Because the same way you flow in the spirit with the anointing is the same way you're going to flow in the natural with money. They're tied together. Same principles apply. And the same heart applies. That's why some people get upset. Well, he's talking about money. Actually, I'm actually talking about yielding to the Holy Spirit. Because there's a flow. There's a flow that comes with money. And the purpose is always and always to establish God's kingdom. Everything the Holy Spirit does is to build God's kingdom. And the prosperity that the Holy Spirit wants to manifest in your life is to build God's kingdom, not to build your little castle. So when we become kingdom-minded, kingdom business people, that's why we talk about a kingdom business fellowship. That was amazing Tuesday. Who was here for K KBF? That was awesome. When we talk about building the kingdom, kingdom business, now we have a totally different mindset, different perspective. Hallelujah. Then you can take the finances and you can use it for the gospel to win souls, to build God's kingdom, to help God's people, to preach the gospel, to, to be a blessing, to help churches, to help ministries. Hallelujah. That's why the devil wants to stop the church from giving tithes and offerings because it just brings a blockage. There's no flow. When you turn off the tap, nothing's flowing. You don't give. Taps turned off. I'm pastor. I'm struggling. Yeah, because you're not giving. Well, I've been giving. I'm still struggling. Okay, now you need to stand your ground. Because now next you have to live the life of faith. Because now you're being challenged. The enemy comes to challenge your faith. Are you going to backtrack or are you going to go, bless God. I'm a giver. I've been giving. I've got seed in the ground and I'm getting through this thing, devil. You ain't going to stop me. Then third, you got to be a receiver. Some people are good at giving, but they're not receiving. Some of you all, you need to take authority over your harvest. In the name of Jesus, I command that harvest that's due to me to come in right now. I call the money in from the north, the south, east, and the west. I call in the resources that I need right now. Provision is mine. I have more than enough to get the job done. It's mine in Jesus' name. I call it in now. Devil, I command you take your foul and filthy hands off of what belongs to me. You devil, you thief, you ain't going to steal from me. You back off. And I thank you, Lord. My harvest is due, and it's right now my due season. I call it in. I receive it. With joy. I'm a receiver. Hallelujah. 
See, when you're a joyful giver, you also need to be a joyful receiver. Some of y'all got seed in the ground. You need to receive the harvest. The fourth is prospering. The enemy wants to stop you from prospering, just like he wants to stop you from receiving. So first, he'll try to stop you from giving. If, if he can't do that, then he'll try to get you to doubt, but you got to stay in faith. Third, he'll try to stop you from receiving. Fourth, he'll try to stop you from prospering, which is an abundance, not just provision. Prosperity goes beyond just having provision. It goes into over, overflow. And the fifth... He'll try to keep you from having a pure heart, a generous heart, an honest heart, and he'll try to get you offended over money and over this kind of message. People get offended, but it just manifests what's in their heart. So if, if this kind of message brings an offense to you, check your heart, please. It's not me. It's you. I'm trying to help you because I want to see ma- big things manifested through your life I want to see big things manifested through your life I don't want to I don't want to see a trickle of a flow I want to see a mighty river flow in and through your life come on somebody Hallelujah. Gloria a Dios. And if you think about it, I mean, the starting point is the tithe, 10%. But you realize, even though it's 10% of your money, it takes 100% of your heart. If 10% of your heart is in there, there's no 10% money coming. It takes 100% of your heart to even give the 10%. So manifest what God has for you. Manifest. Bring it from the realm of the spirit and manifest in the realm of the natural. We need you. We need, we need kingdom-minded people to rise up and prosper and do great and mighty things for the kingdom of God. Amen. Don't just let it be one or two or three preachers here and there. Well, you know, he, he's just a world-renowned preacher, so that's easy for him. Really? No, wherever God's called you, you're going to manifest. Hallelujah. Go into the world. Go into the marketplace. Hallelujah. Manifest the kingdom of God. And be willing and obedient and you'll eat the good of the land. Amen. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.